Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash designrecharge. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm your host, Diane Gibbs, and this week we have one of our own. Taylor Ackerman is here. Straight from Indy, Illinois. <laughs> I always want to say she's from Indiana. Oh, uh, yesterday was uh, was Bob's birthday, so Bob Ewing's birthday, and so I guess I just have Indiana on my brain. But she wasn't in Illinois this weekend. She was in Nashville, Tennessee, where Bear Edwards is. But just want a little shout out to Mark Bowden, who's in Bermuda. I just did a FaceTime with him just a second ago. It was super windy. I could barely hear him. Beautiful, but I could see the storm coming. So being on the Gulf Coast, me and Mark have a, when a storm comes, we're always <laughs> like, oh, how are you? Are you ready for this one? So this is one you could totally see it coming. It's mm-hmm. like supposed to be a two or a three going in, but he's like, he was on the beach, like with yeah. his daughter. The waves looked beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's beautiful where Mark lives for sure. But I was like, he's like, it'll be here in two It'll be here um, in uh, two or three hours. So oh, I'm man. like, but they have like concrete, like their house is made of concrete mm-hmm. blocks. So I think they'll be okay. But we'll just say a prayer for Mark and his family for sure. Well, everybody else in Bermuda too, but <laughs> but especially Mark because he's one of our own. All right. So we're going to dive in. I can't wait. Um, if you are a sketch so Taylor has a real job like Patricia. Patricia also works. I was telling her about you and you, I was telling, anyway, <laughs> I told Patricia about Taylor and then ta- I was telling Taylor about UDCA, UCDA, mm, UCDA. <laughs> and so UCDA is University College Design Association. And so Taylor mm-hmm. works at a university. Well, so does Patricia. So see, you both are designers at universities and it's a whole bunch of you know, different kinds of, you have a, it's like people who are all your people and it's really cool. So you should check it out. It's in the end of September, October. It's in Portland this year. Yeah. I've told my uh, boss about it. Oh, good. Well, good. See, Scott said he used to work at a a university. You just want to feel like one of the crowd, buddy, you're already, (laughs) you're one of the crowd for sure. (laughs) Okay. Um, all right, so, and she said, have your boss send you. Maybe I'll connect you two so you guys can talk about it. You can encourage her to go. <laughs> but that is not where Taylor's passion is. Don't tell the University of Illinois at Champaign-Urbana. No. Mm. Yeah, sure. Champaign-Urbana or Urbana-Champaign, either one. <laughs> I think I got it off the website where I said Urbana. Anyway, I did not spell Champagne right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you spell it like the drink? I don't know what I, I was like. Mm, I don't think it's like the drink, but then it wasn't. Hmm, how I it, I it was like campaign, but right? P-A-I-G-N? Yeah. Yeah, a little weird. So. Hey, my I'd have to write it out. <laughs> so my mom's on here twice, I can see. So one's my me mama. You guys say hey to my me mama. Or just my, just Taylor could say, hey. All right. Well, we're, (laughs) so we're going to jump in. Taylor, I saw her sketchbook. So she was one of my volunteers. I obviously know her from Design Recharge, but she was one of my volunteers at um, Creative South. And then somebody, I don't know who it was. I don't even know who saw your sketchbook. They were like, oh my gosh, Diane, you got to see this. You got to see it. It was like Damien and Dustin. Oh, they, they tag teamed you to make yeah. sure. And then for a while, my sketchbook disappeared and I didn't know who had it. They were just showing it around. 
Yes, and it was so good. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh my goodness, blown away. And so Scott says, and I, she already told me, I was like, oh, did you? Because I had knew that you guys usually go to the Nashville SCBWI. And SCBWI, just so you guys know, is uh, Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Yes. Illustrators always at the end there. Anyway, Scott Soder, who I've interviewed him a couple times, and then Rob, McClur- Rob McClurkin, who will be getting interviewed soon. But but Taylor like wrapped it up. She got an honorable <laughs> mention. I know she wouldn't tell y'all this, so that's what her <laughs> she got an honorable mention for her portfolio. And with SVS Learn, what's SVS stand for? Uh, the Society of Visual Storytelling. Society of Visual Storytelling made her September's Artist of the Month. Artist of the month, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, student like student artist of the month, but yeah. Let's just say artist of the month. Let's <laughs> not say student artist. Anyway, sh- this I can't wait. So she has a whole sketchbook uploaded. We're gonna look through it, and then hopefully we'll dig in and and to some of these questions. She uses she works a nine to five design job at a university, so it may not be as much fun as doing children's books, <laughs> but. So then she uses this, and this is one of the things that we talked about before, is that she uses her sketchbook as a way to release. So we're going to dig in. So, Taylor, give us a little bit, I mean, super incredible illustrator. It sort of pains me that you don't get to do that (laughs) full-time all the time, but I get it. And how long have you been um, working working? there at the university or how long have you been working as a designer and then doing the side thing as an illustrator? Um, I graduated from college in 2015 and went straight into an agency job as a graphic designer. That was what my degree was in. And uh, I worked at the agency that I had already been interning at uh, that was in the same town as my college for about three years and then just started feeling super burnt out with like agency life, like long hours and like lots of energy put into your work. Uh, And I wasn't feeling creatively fulfilled. So I decided to switch it up. So I uh, jumped over here to Champaign and got a job at the university still as a designer. uh, But it's like, it's a public university. So technically it's a government job. So there's like no overtime or very little overtime required of you. Uh, so I've had a lot more energy outside of work. I've been there for about a year and a half now. So hey. that's when I started drawing regularly. Oh, really? It wasn't before that? It was like just before that. But I think I was doing ceramics a lot. I did ceramics in college too. And in Peoria, ceramics were very accessible to me. Uh, there's like a studio there where you can uh, rent, get a membership, like rent a wheel very cheaply. Um, so it really was spurred on by the move. I wasn't doing ceramics anymore. So I had to like find something else to channel my creative energy into. And uh, the sketchbook is very portable. So. Yes, it is. Yeah. So um, we already have some questions coming in. Andre, of course, who I love from Portugal, another amazing artist. He wants to know what's your favorite brand for sketchbooks? Do you have a favorite brand? I don't know if I've found my favorite brand yet. The one I'm using right now is a Baron Fig, uh, and the book is very nice, but I don't like the paper. It's too thin. Um, so I have a, a handbook that I'm going to use next, so I'm going to try that out. It's more like watercolory paper. Let me tell you about this Illo. I-L-L-O. I've heard of that. 
It has oh, really like, good thick paper. But like they also sell out the second they come back into they stock. Do. Right. You but gotta, like get on it. You know who else has one very similar to them is Art Snacks. They oh, have yeah. their own brand and it I do watercolor in it. Both of them, but the Illo is much cheaper. Yeah. I'll have to check those out. Yeah, I I have that on my radar. I need to like catch them when they're in stock and buy them. But I also heard a rumor that maybe they've changed their paper. So like if you have one that's like a year or so old, the paper's nicer than the paper that's in there now. But I don't know. Well, I buy I like used four at a time. <laughs> so four at a time. Uh, <laughs> Scott Soder says, I like the unpretentious cardboard moleskins. Whatever. Those are totally pretentious, Scott. Um, moleskin. Hmm. Oh, no. I use the cardboard moleskins too sometimes. It's, uh, it, but it's still, it's a lot of the brand, right? I don't know. It's, I guess it's got a pocket in the back. I'm like, here, I'll grab one real fast. The Illo has a pocket in the back too. This is the cardboard moleskin. So it's like not, I've put an Apple sticker on mine to make it look Oh, like so, but how thick but is that paper? It's probably close to the Baron Fig. It's thinner. Um, but this is what I was using before I was using this Baron Fig. It doesn't even, it does say moleskin on it. You can like barely see the little imprint in the back. Yeah, but I always think a moleskin is, I mean, I know there's a thicker moleskin, but I always feel like moleskins are kind of like, I mean, hey, Scott, no offense there, buddy. <laughs> but like they're a the little hoity-toity because they're kind of thin paper, some of them, and they're really expensive. They are. These cardboard ones aren't though. I think it was oh. like a three pack for like $9 or something. Look at the big pocket in my back. Yeah, man, I need to try this one of those. 10 by 10, and I put post-its in the back. But anyway, it's got really nice, good, thick paper. Yeah, can I got to do hear that. Anyway. I even, like, messaged Baron Fig. I'm like, can you guys just, like, make a sketchbook with thicker paper? Because, like, I really love the quality of the books. And they were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> okay. We're going to jump in. So, okay, so you studied graphic design or you studied illustration? Uh, graphic design. Yeah. And then did you illustrate even in college? We did a little bit, uh, like as much as a graphic design program, like lets you illustrate. Um, not a ton. There wasn't anything focused on illustrating. I did take some drawing classes. Um, and then just basically whatever you'd incorporate into your projects. So I would incorporate a little bit of illustration into my projects when I could but it was a pretty traditional graphic design program. From that, you go to the agency. How long did you work at the agency? Uh, about three years. Three, and then one year at the university. Mm -hmm. So then when you're at the agency, you really don't have any extra time because you're putting in so many time at the end, right? Mm -hmm. And so, or after work or whatever. And then, so you start working at the university. You're not doing ceramics. I'm just trying to paint the picture. And then, so you start, it's more portable because you've moved. You don't have access to a ceramic studio. But mm -hmm. even on ceramics, were you drawing some things on there? Like you draw in your sketchbook? I don't, I wasn't decorating them a ton. I was still drawing a little bit on the side. I just wasn't drawing regularly. So I'd like sketch occasionally or like doodle something. Uh, but definitely not enough to actually see progress. When did you start drawing regularly? I'd say probably when I moved. So it was about uh, probably the beginning of 2018, like January. I started keeping so a you sketchbook. you got that good? SVS <laughs> the month and SCBWI honorable mention in just less than a year? 
But I think like I, I still drew, I drew in college and took some drawing classes. So it, it wasn't like starting from zero. It was just like focused effort. Okay. I'd so say. what does that focus effort look like? So you would get home and how many hours a day would you spend drawing? Um, I mean, sometimes it wasn't even after I got home. Like it's like your lunch break at work. Like any time, and that's why I love the sketchbook too, because I could take it to work with me, and it was also a break from the screen, because mm -hmm. I think that's why I gravitated to sketchbook over an iPad, first of all, because I don't have an iPad, but <laughs> second of all, <laughs> because like the last thing I want to do sometimes when I get home from work is stare at a computer. Uh, that's like a huge hurdle to get over, so I still do a little bit, like I finish my illustrations digitally, but if I can start them with pencil and paper, I'm much more drawn to that than jumping right back online and getting into Photoshop again. So then, okay, well, we'll have to get in because we will need to see some stuff too. Okay, um, but I can't read my paper without my glasses, <laughs> but I realized there was a big smudge, so sorry. Okay, so what is your dream job? Working at the University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, or whatever you call it, or <laughs> Champaign? Uh, I, I, sadly, no. <laughs> They're great. I love working for them. Absolutely. Uh, but it's yeah. maybe not the dream job. So Josh mm -hmm. Ash also works at a university. So we got some university people here today. Yeah, okay. they're great places to work. They are. You get lots of days off, right? Extra mm -hmm. days that normal people don't get off. You get like two weeks at Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And just like tons of vacation otherwise. <laughs> okay, so, but it's perfect for when you have this really um, intense side project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when did, when did the side project start becoming more than just sketching in a sketchbook? Uh, so like beginning of 2018, I decided I wanted to start drawing more often. And I also decided to like keep a sketchbook. Because the one thing about me, and I'll show you a little bit of the sketchbook, like I draw on small scraps of paper, like all the time. So yeah, I st now they're falling out. Like oh, these yeah. are just like taped into my sketchbook and they're all over and like they fall out everywhere. But I still, I'm like, if I draw on a sheet of paper, I'm going to cut it off of the sheet of paper and I'm going to tape it into my sketchbook and I'm going to like this is where I'm going to keep my drawings. So I started doing that. I started participating in like Instagram, uh, like monthly prompt lists, stuff like Inktober. And I tried, I started a hundred days project and then I didn't finish the hundred days project, well, was, uh, but it was still, was your, uh, was your hundred day project a specific thing or was it just something you made up yourself? Um, I, it was just something I made up. So I started going through like a tarot card deck and drawing them with like little dogs instead of uh, like the actual art. Uh, so I was going through those uh, and I think I made it halfway through the deck. And then that's when I started applying for jobs. So it just kind of unraveled from there. Uh, but I did do the 30 day character quest by Hayden Obey. He's been to Creative South as well. Oh, cool. um, but I went through his original character quest prompt list. And that's where all those fun characters I sent you were from. Were you always drawn to characters? Did you know, or did they sort of scare me to draw people? 
Uh, I think cartoony characters, yes. Realistic people, not so much. But I think if they're, like, a little bit odd or weird-looking, like, I like drawing old people because you can, like, draw the wrinkles and, like, kind of make them, like, weird shapes and making, like, cartoony people or animals where people aren't as judgmental of, like, correct anatomy. And I think that's where, like, children's art, you can definitely warp the proportions a little bit and make them more fun. Absolutely. Okay, so dream job. I think probably full-time illustrator or at least part-time illustrator and then just some other part-time job that helps pay the bills but, like, has nothing to do with a computer screen. Like what? Um, I don't really know. Something like work at a botanical garden or, like, oh, something. Nice. Oh, something totally just, outside. Yeah. yeah, but, like, definitely illustration. I want to be paying my bills with illustration. So if you could pay your bills full-time illustration, would you still do an outside job, like a botanical garden job, just to get out of the house? I might take on something like that, yeah. Like, sort of like seasonal to get out of the house and just get you interacting with different people that you wouldn't run into on, like, the freelance coffee shop circuit. Yes, because those influence what you're drawing? Definitely, yeah. Okay, so Scott says you're on your way there, Taylor. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so I want to see some of your stuff. So most of us also have a full-time job, me included. Um, and while we pursue our passion or project side hustle on the side. So one of the things I asked you in our test was, do you ever incorporate? Now at a university, you're talking about older people. I mean, you know, 20-year-olds and above, not little kid things. So how have you been able or are you ever able to incorporate some of your illustrations in some of your stuff you do at the university? Mm -hmm. I do a little bit, not a ton. Uh, and I know I was going to bring a flyer and I completely forgot it, but I can you pull up a it. website. Okay, great. Well, let me ask you this question while you pull that up. So how much time do you think you are giving to this, this pursuit of children's book illustration and illustrating on a weekly basis, how many hours do you think you give it? I think probably like 10 at a minimum. Oh, so that's good. That's mm -hmm. a lot. So Yeah, and that's probably over a monthly basis, like not, not like 10 hours a month, but like 10 hours a week averaged over a month. So some right. weeks more than others. Is this on the weekend or is this something? Because I think some people are like, oh, I can't really work it it during the week but you can definitely work it on the weekend so I think mm -hmm. it's opposite like that for you you're doing more during the week maybe or a do little you bit of both yeah if I have a spare day on the weekend I'll definitely sit down and like crank out an illustration or get as far as I can and uh my lunch hour on work is another favorite time to it's like you're by yourself you eat your lunch and then my lunch break is like 30 minutes to an hour and there's no one there to bug you so I'll just sit down, especially I'll take my sketchbook. I'll go outside if it's nice outside and I'll get away from my desk, grab my pencil and just like draw a little frog or a duck, like whatever I'm feeling and then go back to work feeling more relaxed, which I feel like is just like a altogether better experience. So has it, has art always been a relaxing um, tool for you? I think, Yeah. It's been a way to just like release or like unwind. So what about, so when you're at, I can see your screen a little bit yeah. through that photo behind you. 
<laughs> I'm go. creeping. Isn't that really <laughs> Okay. Can you this see is that now? Did. Yes. Did you yes. that illustration? I did. <gasps> wow. That's So then awesome. all these little spot illustrations. This is when I was at the agency. It was a little bit easier to incorporate illustration into the agency because we had different kinds of clients. But all these like little spot illustrations on here too. Those are great. You could totally do that at a university. Those are older people. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but I think we're trying to talk to college students, so it's got to be like super trendy. Yeah, that's true. I love the um, perspective of the one right underneath. Yes, that one. Oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, they were fun. They are. I drew a toilet someplace. I forget where they put it. That's trash. Um, oh, that's trash. I don't know where the toilet went, but I did. I drew a toilet. It's a website about uh, the sewer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's, how far is Peoria from you? Right uh, from Champaign, it's an hour and a half. So Dee Ingalls, she lives in Peoria. Peoria. Yeah, oh, we used to be neighbors. Oh. Well, not like actual neighbors, but <laughs> I used to live in Peoria. I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Recharging You and Design Recharge. Recharging You helps creative entrepreneurs uncover and utilize their strengths, educating them in reaching their business and creative goals through training, coaching, and sharing stories of hope. You can join us live each week and become part of this Design Recharge family by subscribing and get you get the link to come to this live recording. You can sign up at rechargingyou.com. I guess I just feel like when you're when you're working a full-time job, sometimes people it is totally you don't want to go back to a screen. So, but it still to me is a little intimidating to be in a sketchbook and try. So I think some people mm -hmm. need kind of like baby steps in. So one of your baby steps in was the Hayden Obey, um, his character challenge. Had you ever done characters before that? Uh, I mean, I had like drawn the little dog and like, obviously when you're drawing, you'll draw an animal or like a person. You want to draw something to, and I think I did gravitate toward drawing animals a lot. Uh, but I hadn't sat down like I'm going to imagine characters. So can you, can you pull that up? Cause that's in the sketchbook. And then that way you can kind of talk us through. So that would be, that was a 30 day challenge. You would recommend maybe a 30 day challenge over something by Demi. Um, maybe rather than like the hundred day challenge. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Or even like uh, Instagram does a lot of like week things too like there's childhood week and folktale week and you like if you're in a week yeah if you're into something look at it on instagram and there's probably like a week for it how do you find and, those uh through hashtags that people i follow are using and then i'm like oh i missed this year but maybe next year and then there's a group of illustrators who have gotten really good about saying like they'll post something like I'm joining hashtag whatever week it is. So that's how I found folktale week is a bunch of illustrators I was following were posting this image that said, I'm joining folktale week 2018. And I'm like, Oh, that's something I'm interested in. So oh, awesome. I looked it up and yeah, they do that. And they're doing, um, what's it called? Portfolio club. I think that's their newest one. And they just pick like some sort of subject every month now. So that's also a good one. If you find a group that's putting out like a monthly challenge where you're just working on one thing for the entire month. Uh, but it's still a little bit less pressure than 
committing to a hundred days of something, particularly if you have a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So Andre says, love the little kid. Um, there's a big monthly challenge in October, obviously Inktober. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. have you done Inktober? I did Inktober last year. I don't know if I'm going to do it this year, uh, but it was a lot of fun and definitely got me drawing every day. But I'm going on vacation for like, it's cutting into the first week of October. And then I've got another portfolio showcase. I think it's on November 1st. If not, it's the first week of November. So I think I might not do Inktober this year just because I want to concentrate on those things a little bit more. All right. So goal-wise, you started doing this. And then when did you find you realized that, hey, maybe I could do children's books? Uh, I started drawing every day. And then I'm like, I want to get better at drawing. I took a couple of classes through Skillshare. And I'm like, I wonder what else is out there that I could utilize as someone who works full time and doesn't have a ton of money. um, And I discovered svslearn.com. So I started taking classes on there. And they're more focused towards illustration. And I just found myself really gelling with like, uh, the things that they were posting on their forums and the things that they were teaching in their classes. And that's when I really started getting more into like specifically children's illustration. So are you saying the 10 hours is also, wait, can you not go so fast? Oh yeah. Go back. Go back. Yeah. That cat. I got to talk yeah, about it was a little cat. cat and that robot thing I love. So, so you're saying 10 hours actually sketching or 10 hours all of it, like doing the course, courses, things like that. Because I'm trying to like baby step people in or myself in and see, could I actually do this? Um, I'd say probably depending on the week. If I'm taking a course, it's probably a little bit more particularly like they do live courses and those require a little bit more time and effort. But yeah, I'd say like 10 hours a week total. So that's your 10 hours a week is your drawing plus your learning. Mm-hmm. In yeah. your research. Okay. Yeah. So. And it's all kind of wrapped into one right now because I'm not doing like freelance work right now. I'm hoping to get into freelance work, but pretty much everything I'm doing is like me trying to push myself. Um, I'm not just going out there like, you know what? I really like drawing cats. I'm going to draw a million cats and like not be pushing myself. Like I'm going to try to use weird colors on my cats or I'm going to try to like use better value on the cats. So I think like even this, I was pushing myself to draw characters, but you can see as you go through that the characters get more complex. Mm-hmm. So this is like a pre, and then the next one you put a piece of trace over and you oh, yeah. pin, right? So um, I scanned this and you can see the paper and the tape a little bit, but yes. like what I do on my sketchbook is like, if you peel all the paper and the tape off, the pencil drawings are actually underneath. Oh, nice. So okay. I'll like sketch the the character in pencil in my sketchbook over my lunch break. And then I'll just go home and put a piece of tracing paper over it and ink it. And then that's what I'll scan in to do the colors. So what about like that fish? I think the fish Mm -hmm. is a fish, right? Yeah. So how, like, do you look at an actual fish? Yeah, I was looking at pictures of like catfish or koi fish for that one. The prompt was like a reverse mermaid. Oh. So it's like a mermaid with like the the tail end of a man and the head of a fish. Oh, nice. Okay. And I made him into a super villain. He looks like a so, villain. Yeah. I totally see that. So, okay. So some of these, these prompts are really helpful. Do you think you've always been good at con- con- conceptualizing? 
I think, look at that monster. <laughs> yeah, the... The one-eyed guy. With the laundry, yeah. <laughs> or oh, the, that guy. Yeah, the giant frog. Oh, he's a frog? I didn't he's like that. a frog dragon monster, dude. The helicopter's super cute, too. <laughs> Thanks. So, so the prompts help you, or... I think the having a prompt and having a deadline has definitely helped keep me motivated. So that's where like I find benefit from having like some sort of challenge to be following along with is uh, like when I get home from work, I've already put in my work. I'm not making any money from drawing these characters. Um, and without like me knowing that I'm posting one a day or me knowing that I need to get this piece done by the end of the month, I lose a little bit of motivation to do it. Um, whereas I feel like if I know I have a deadline, I'm like on the line, even though if I don't post something today, like it's not like anyone's going to notice. Um, but having a deadline and having a group of people to encourage me mm -hmm. to. So like there were more people doing the character challenge or like the monthly challenges that I uh, participate in. There's like a group of people that are doing it and you post your work in progress and they're working on theirs alongside you. And like you use the hashtag and they're like, yeah, great job. Look at where I am. And you get some like camaraderie that you miss. That's like, it was definitely there in school because you've got your classmates all working on the same project together and learning from each other. So I think participating in a monthly challenge like that and finding one where people are like supportive and actively posting and helping each other is, has definitely been a huge motivation for me. So then simplifying, cause this seems like a hard part of being an illustrator is not going too detailed and then starting simple or exaggerating features. So is this something that maybe you're learning in one of the SVS Learn classes or is this something you're just learning by looking? Yeah, I think a lot of uh, looking at stuff on Instagram that I like and analyzing it. Mm -hmm. There's a magazine called Character Design Quarterly that I uh, subscribe to. And they're really good at like breaking that stuff down. I think one of the pages I sent you had those like tiny little silhouettes of like different body shapes. And they yeah. had like a piece of advice like uh, you don't want your character to be a ladder. Like you don't want their head portion, the torso portion, and the legs portion to all be equal in size. So if you draw two horizontal lines down the side of your character and then draw a line through the head and draw a line through the waist, you want like something, I can pull up the page, that might be easier too. Um, you don't want it to be even. So oh, you can yeah, see yeah. like the little check in the X. Um, you don't want like the head, the body, and the legs to all be the same size vertically. You want to push it and pull it a little bit. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. That's super helpful. And then you, so there's that, the exaggerated. Do you prefer the exaggerated over the proportional? Yeah, I don't, maybe it's just because like, yeah, I like doing things that are a little bit more fun and humorous and like wacky. So cartoon lets me do that a little bit more or just like unrealistic helps me do that a little bit more than the realistic form. Um, and I still like draw the realistic form like there, I was right. studying the realistic form, but then pushing it to give them a little bit more personality. So these may be like you taking notes or you analyzing something, mm -hmm. right? All right, so I gotta get to number four. So how has your full-time job, so working at a university or even at the agency, um, prepared you for working with a writer? 
or is it similar at all? Because are you wanting to work with a writer or are you wanting to write your own children's book? Um, both eventually, but currently I'm focusing on just illustration. So working with a writer to illustrate a book or working with a publisher or art director to illustrate a book. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think working at an agency has definitely like prepared me to be less precious about my work and to be more open to like changes and feedback because uh, I still look at illustration like I do design, whereas like I'm making something, but it's not for me. Mm -hmm. It's for my client to communicate with their audience. Mm -hmm. um, so if you look at illustration and you incorporate a little bit of stuff like that too, um, like the illustration isn't for me to make myself happy as an artist. I definitely want to be happy with what I make, but in the end, like the drawing isn't just for me. It's for me to communicate some sort of message, in this case, the author's message to the audience, which is probably like a five or six year old. So doing something with that in mind. And then like, if someone comes back and says like, you know what, I think that that's a little too scary, or I really think we should be using like more blue for this page. Like that's them coming from a place of like knowing more than I do how to communicate with the audience I'm trying to reach. And they think that in order to convey the message, uh, like this change would help that. So I think being open to changes and hitting deadlines as well is a big thing. So like with the children's book and if you're, like if, um, or a character prompt. I mean, the Hayden thing was like a 30-day challenge. But like if you're with SVS Learn, so there's the community aspect is really important to do a challenge with other people. So at least you can, you're not, you don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. What with SVS Learn, did you prefer the, the classes that were recorded or do you prefer to do the live ones? Um, when I can, the live ones. Uh, definitely gives you uh, the live critique aspect. The teacher's actually interacting with you every week, which is super helpful, finding places where you can get critiques, pe like actual people to look at your work and give you feedback. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the classes that you do on there are like recorded, and those are still extremely helpful. Then like how long do you, you have to set your own deadline then? Mm-hmm, Yeah. Like and how long does a class take you? Is it a week, two weeks, a month? It depends. They're, some of their classes are very short and then others are longer. So it varies in length, but I'll normally set aside like two weeks to like go through the course, just watch the videos, go through the course again and take notes, um, which like that's what one of these pages was up here is like going through their painting color and light classes and taking notes. And then I'll normally try to find either a piece that I'm already working on or a piece uh, that I think of to try to like apply those concepts to my art. So it drags out a little bit longer. So I don't want you to move the page right now because okay. <laughs> this one specifically. So, so when you start, when you're thinking about a story or telling a story, so obviously with SVS Learn it is storytelling and it's teaching mm -hmm. you how to convey concepts or, or you're taking concepts into multi panels, mm -hmm. I guess. Right. So Andre does this all the time. And I think this is actually harder <laughs> Um, so to me, this is like, oh, I've got to ask Taylor these questions. So it's really inspiring that this has really just been like a, a year and a half project. 
um, that you've been like really digging down, investigating. It gives a lot of hope to me, to be honest, <laughs> so you know. Um, but like when you're when you get a prompt, a prompt doesn't necessarily solve something. So the reverse mermaid. Um, mm-hmm. So you take it and then you put your spin on it. Or even like when you're talking about this story and it's about a dog and it looks like a ham mm-hmm. and he's going to eat the ham and he's so cute, this dog. Um, and I, it's like you're working out angles, you're working out things that might make it more interesting for the reader, mm-hmm. right? So um, I, I guess, so one, I want to know why you're using blue. Um, it's a color race pencil. So I'll normally, I didn't go over it here, but on a lot of my drawings, I don't know. I probably didn't do it on the next page. Uh, on some of them I'll, maybe I can show, I can show that other PDF. Is that, is that because you want to be able to erase it or? Yeah, you can erase it and then you can draw over it in like a normal pencil and then you can scan it in and like knock out the blue. Mm Mm-hmm. So it'll fade back a lot faster than an actual pencil line. So it lets me refine my sketches. It's kind of like adding a layer in Photoshop, but yeah. like just with pencil lines. All right. So take this. So this you decided there were two op- or four options, right? Mm-hmm. For this one panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a single illustration and I had done a couple of thumbnails and those were the four that I was happiest with. And I'm like, I don't know which one to do. Um, So I got some feedback from some people and decided to go with the one on the top. Mm -hmm. So then I did a value study to make sure that like, first of all, it didn't get too dark because it's a nighttime scene. Mm -hmm. And also to make sure that the focus was in the right places, that I was drawing emphasis to the girls' faces because I really wanted you to like get sucked in by like their different personalities and their different facial expressions and reactions to like supposedly a shooting star going across the sky. So Mm. I did the value study and then moved in to like a more detailed sketch. So that's the, the bigger drawing underneath. So then the, okay. So, so you did that little value study first before you did the bigger drawing. I mean Mm -hmm. the top thing. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Well, this one might be over the more detailed drawing because it looks like there's blue pencil in there, but oftentimes I just do them over the thumbnail drawing. Okay, so in Photoshop? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. I'll scan them in and just do it over top of the the thumbnail with, like, the the default airbrush because it doesn't need to be super detailed at that point. You're just wanting to make sure that the composition that you've done, like, works for what you're trying to do and that you haven't – uh, drawn a sketch that's unsolvable when it comes to like emphasizing the right things. This seems like you're picking your light source and then it's also a really good way for you to, you could paint in a gray and then you could pick a light source mm-hmm. and then kind of hit these things. And then you know where the light's going to hit these characters and you mm-hmm. know what parts to put in shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that how you're, you're using that or mm-hmm. do you put in your own more detailed shadows? Uh, no, that's definitely there. The light source is on the screen. So that was definitely something that I was looking at. And then if the light source isn't as strong or present, uh, a lot of it is also just like coming up with like, I want my character to be darker on a light background so that they pop, or I want my character to be lighter on a dark background. And like, if the light source isn't there, it may not be clear which one like would be correct, but 
you need to choose one or the other because if not, you're going to end up with a gray character on a gray background and then right. no one's going to be able to, like, it's, it's not going to be emphasized. So, so even on your Instagram, you'll do some process videos and you've added music to some and some you mm -hmm. don't. Um, do you tend to like in the circus, um, frog ones? I don't know if you have that. I mean, I have it in your Instagram. I can pull it up, but like, to me, it's like, so how do you keep that Instagram, um, uh, going? Cause it seems like you're, you're, you're showing some of the same, um, uh, scenes, but you show process, you show process video, you show some on the computer. Like, how do you, I think that that's to me, it's like, oh, I already showed that. So, and it does look different. So I, maybe this is encouraging me to kind of dig in and see how I could utilize one sketch for multiple, you know, posts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think definitely showing process is a big way to get like three or four posts out of the same image. Uh, and then I still, if I'm posting something that isn't about illustration, I'll do it on my stories. And that actually like counts as a post. So if you like post a cute picture of your dog on your story, Instagram still sees it as you getting on Instagram and interacting. So it'll keep sending people to your feed. Um, but as far as like your main feed and getting more use out of like a single illustration, like cropping in on a small part that's more detailed and like explaining something about the detail of the piece or even just like sometimes I'll crop in on a small detail that I'm done with and I'm not actually finished with the illustration yet. Um, so I'll keep working on it and then post the illustration when I'm done. All right. So can you stop your screen share? Cause I want to share yes. something of yours real quick. All right. So all right. Here's the thing that I think is really powerful of you. This is definitely a superpower. So this is definitely different than those little girls. You know, mm -hmm. this is kind of darker. It's still cartoony, right? I don't know why the guy lost his head, but <laughs> um, but it's it's so much more dramatic. But then you have things that are like this, and there's so much pattern in this. So mm -hmm. to me, these trees and how you're getting fuzzy. So you're doing all the line drawings in the computer. I mean, in the, on paper, and then you're doing all the, the color, maybe not the shading, maybe some of the shading, but mm -hmm. all the color in the computer. Right. I mean, but these are very different. These are very, this is very pattern heavy. It's more flat, but it's so good. Thanks. Yeah, I think this one is actually all digital, but most of the time uh, I'm doing the line work and a little bit of the shading like on a pencil drawing and scanning it in and starting from there. So do you enjoy the patterning? I think so. Yeah, adding detail. And I think even in my most recent drawings, not so much pattern, but like just using the pencil and getting the texture of the pencil. I think mm -hmm. just adding some sort of interest in that way without like super over rendering things. Cause I'm not, I don't spend a lot of time like actually like rendering like realistic detail, but I still want to add interest in some way. So there's like the, the pattern of the tree bark on the trees and then even just like the way I've used shading or line mm -hmm. to add interest to certain areas. Well, like this one, I love this one. I love that like what's going on in this <laughs> lady's, uh, you know, her beard and whatnot. I love this one. And then you showed it in, in color and then you're really getting the dark up front mm -hmm. you know and it really is it's a, oops 
that's not what I want to do. <laughs> oh, boogers. It's like I've never used Instagram before. But it's like you're so one of the things I struggle with is shading. So it's like where's gonna be darker. So from this sketch, I really didn't know what you were gonna do. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, color wise. So it's a lot lighter here than it is up front. Mm -hmm. so how do you make some of those choices? And then, I mean, this looks like colored pencil. I know you didn't do it. In oh yeah. It's pencil. And then I use a mask. So it's like a color fill layer in Photoshop that has a mask of my pencil lines on it. Oh, nice. So yeah, I can actually go in and change those pencil lines to whatever color I want, which is really like a little Photoshop trick, but yeah, it's really fun. Uh, but in my pencil drawings, a lot of times I'm not thinking about like color and value just yet. Like in the pencil, the final pencil drawing, I'm thinking more about where I want to add texture because I can always change the value of those pencil lines later. So if you look at that piece or even like my piece of like the frog on the log, I've knocked the pencil lines in the background back a lot. Like they're not dark at all. They're like a very light blue or green. Or I think in the the other frog piece, they're like more of like a yellowy color. Yeah. So like those trees in the background, I don't know if I have that drawing in front of me, uh, but like they're actually the same value as the leaves in the foreground, but in Photoshop, I've knocked them back. But like these colors are just so beautiful. And the, this, this is a little different from the sketch because I think the sketch is a... Yeah, his I, eyes are different. I changed yeah. his eyes. Uh, I see it underneath. <laughs> right? Uh-huh, yeah. So then did you change it in Photoshop or did you... I did. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like the way his eyes were working in Photoshop. So I just erased them and colored over them with a pencil brush. And then uh, you can still get a lot of the pencil texture with Photoshop pencil brushes. So making little adjustments like that once I've scanned it in is easy enough and it blends in. Uh, but I think the real pencil gives me a slightly different texture that I can't quite achieve with Photoshop pencil brushes. Right. And this is you're using a blue line underneath, right? Because I see a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can see there's like a ghost of a drawing that I'm drawing on top of. And that's the color erase pencil. And then I go through it with a kneaded eraser. And I like I draw the color erase pencil and then I erase it. So it's like a very faint line. And then I go in with actual pencils and draw Did you over look it. at a real frog? I looked at frogs for reference and the, the heron in the background. And then also like how other illustrators abstract frogs and how other illustrators abstract foliage. I spent a lot of time looking at those as well. That's awesome. I love this one too. All right. I'm going to stop share real quick. All right. So, okay. So um, like today you'll sketch at lunch maybe, or you already had lunch mm -hmm. or maybe you didn't sketch at lunch today, <laughs> but you sketch at lunch. So you're using opportunities because this is the question is when do you sketch? Um, whenever I have a spare minute. <laughs> so even if you were at the doctor's office, you would sketch in your, while you're waiting. Mm -hmm. I have a ton of sketchbook pages from like airports. It's like, if my flight gets delayed, it's like, cool. I'll just sketch the people waiting at the airport with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, any opportunity. Okay. So the next step, this is Andre's already jumping the gun, but I totally want to ask this. He should be on here asking <laughs> you. So as he says, have you been sending your work to editors? It seems ready for books to me. 
I have. Where are my postcards? I had those. So then how do you how do you do that? So that's Scott Soder. He uses postcards as well. So you're sending mm-hmm. it to publishers. How do you not get lost? Um, publishers love postcards. These are my postcards. Oh, nice. Yeah. So over. let's see the backside. Um, I covered up my personal information so people can't find my addresses. Okay, good. That's, that's nice. Yeah. So those are my first, I sent out this frog one already, and then I'm planning on sending out, uh, these girls in about a month or two, probably. So um, like a quarterly? Mm-hmm. Every couple months. Uh, and People in publishing love postcards, first of all, because your work is going to be printed if you're a children's book illustrator, Um, but also uh, because it's different than an email and their email inboxes are like completely full, not saying you shouldn't send emails, definitely still send emails, uh, particularly if they're like asking for submissions or you have someone's email, send them an email uh, with a link to your portfolio. But postcards it's like they have to pick it up and decide to either throw it away or keep Uh, it and they're going to look at your art so like they don't have to open the email you can delete an email without opening it you can't get rid of a postcard without at least looking at it so that and like going places and meeting people whenever you can so I'm three hours away from Chicago. So I'll go up to Chicago whenever I can for SCBWI events. I just went to Nashville for an SCBWI event. And then just like participating in things online where you'll like get seen as well. If there's things on Twitter, lots of people in publishing are on Twitter or things on Instagram, participating in those. I think Scott needs some love. You're very good, Scott. He <laughs> says, I'm the king of an art director's recycle bin. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh Scott. <laughs> if you're there, I'm never even going to get in. So, so what, um, so, um, Taylor, we barely even got started. And I just looked at the time. So, uh, Andre had another question, which I think is a really good one. So why Studio Long instead of your name? Uh, I share a name with a past Miss Teen Wisconsin who's now a celebrity dance instructor. (laughs) Um, So I like couldn't get like myname.com and then like trying to add um, like illustration or art or something to the end of my name and like the weird spelling of my name and people not knowing how to spell it or say it uh, was just a little bit complicated. So when I was designing, I was uh, long dog design. And then when I started doing illustration, I didn't want to use that name anymore because I didn't want design in my name. Uh, But I still had some like people who recognized that dog icon. So I kept that and I changed it to studio long and I just kept adding O's until I could get all my handles and my domain name exactly the same. So that's how that happened. So but it's three, right? Or, or wait, how many O's is it? It's three. Yeah, okay. Three O's. So, uh, and you have a dachshund. I have two. Yes. Yeah. Not just one people too. So, yeah. you know, do you remember that, um, thing they used to have it like pet smart and it was a long dog and it had like mm-hmm. a squeaky in the top and in the uh, so that's what we called it no but i i mean i i just was like oh go get long dog and <laughs> I mean, we would tell the dog to go do that and he knew mm-hmm. which one it was and he liked that one so when you said long dog it made me <laughs> think about buddy all right, so we're going to go rapid fire here. Um, we'll have to do a part two because clearly we're not going to get to some of these. Um, so 
one of the things I do want to talk about in these last six minutes is you work as a team when you're working with an illustrator. You work mm -hmm. as a team at work and you have clients, you have the, your art director, you have other, the writers or the people who are doing the marketing stuff. So this is really a, a team sport is uh, illustrating for children's books. Um, for your illustration work, where do you go or who do you talk to in order to get feedback? So, because it seems like when you're doing a class online, you might have some feedback with, from, from some of the other students, but where mm -hmm. else would somebody, if it was like me and I'm trying, obviously SCBWI is a great place, but Definitely. where could somebody go if they couldn't, if there wasn't a chapter near them or whatever? Um, yeah, getting involved. I know they do have chapters all over. So if you're interested in kids books, definitely look and see if there's a chapter near you. Um, but I go to svs.com. They have a forum and you can get on, involved online and interact with people on the forums there. If you're interested in some other kind of illustration or design, there's probably a similar forum, but that's the one I go to. And then most recently I started uh, critiquing with Giuseppe from the illustration department. He used to be an art director in children's publishing and he'll do uh, like portfolio reviews and critiques and like uh, longer extended mentorships and workshops. And I found that extremely helpful too, to like fill the gaps where SVS doesn't have Mm. Um, like, so he will look at your work and give you personal feedback whenever you want. Um, but doesn't have as many like recorded classes and SVS has tons of recorded classes, but less opportunities for you to put your work in front of somebody in the industry. So who's that guy? Uh, Giuseppe, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Castellano. Okay. Um, but, but where do you find him online? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's at the illustration D E P T dot. D-E-P-T. Oh, department. The illustration mm -hmm, yeah. department. Oh, nice. I like the name Giuseppe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And okay. I think, yeah, Scott and Rob know uh, him and have critiqued with him as well. Is that something you pay for the critique? Mm-hmm. They're okay. very affordable, though. I think, like, I definitely get way more value than I feel like he's charging for. I don't know what they're talking about over there in the uh, chat, but something I just read 12... No, $120,000? Is that right, Andre? 12, <laughs> 12 the, I'm like, 20, let's all apply. <laughs> so there's some, um, the Bologna Book Fair contest. Have you seen this, Taylor? Um, I think SCBWI is somehow involved in that. Yeah, it's like the Bologna Children's Book Fair. It's like the biggest international children's book conference. Huh. I have not been there. But. but Andre probably has. You and Andre need to talk. So Andre, I'm writing it down, and Taylor. And then also Patricia and Taylor. And anybody else, you know, just email me. Um, <laughs> I'll be her uh, her rep for the day. <laughs> uh, okay, so how do you recharge? We're just going to go through the quickies. Um, definitely drawing in my sketchbook and uh, getting away from the computer, going on hikes, taking my dogs to the park. I'm about to go to the mountains for a week. That's going to be like a huge recharge. And you'll draw there? Yeah, I'll bring my sketchbook. I'm not going to bring my computer, but I'll bring my sketchbook. Will you bring your dogs? No, they're staying here. Oh, they don't get to go on vacation? No, it's bear country, and they're very small, so <laughs> they might be better off on the couch. 
Right. Um, okay. So then what advice would you give your younger self? Mm, I think have more confidence in yourself. That's still something that I struggle with, but me too. I even, yeah, had a lot of trouble referring to myself as an illustrator until probably a few months ago. when finally I'm like, I'm changing my name on everything. I'm just going to tell people I'm an illustrator. And uh, like after making the change, no one has objected. No one's asked me for my credentials. So I feel like (laughs) being more confident in like showing my work to people and uh, like, marketing myself instead of marketing my clients. Yeah, no, you are absolutely, you're fantastic. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm super excited. So be more confident. And I think you tell yourself that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, not cocky confident, but be more confident so yeah. that maybe you can get your stuff out there. So you have a lot of different styles. This was not one of my questions, but I'm thinking about like, so is there some, is there a, is there a time when you're going to hone and have one or are you going to continue? Do you enjoy working in different styles? Um, I think as far as my personal illustration goes, I'm going to try to develop a recognizable style just because it's a little bit easier to get work that way because art directors want to know what they can expect from you. But that's not to say that it'll never change. I think it'll always be something that I'm like adapting and pushing. If there's something I'm interested in, there's no reason why I can't explore it. So I don't think it'll be a strict thing as far as like my work is always going to look like this. Um, But I definitely want to push myself in a direction that makes me marketable. So then what's next? Um, sending out more postcards, going to more SCBWI events, and hopefully soon seeing my book or my illustrations like in a published book. So that's the goal. That's the next goal is to get, uh, uh, have a editor or a writer or a publisher connect Mm -hmm. with you to illustrate a children's book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a normal size children's book. Yes like a 32 pager, right? (laughs) 32 pager. Yeah. Yeah. I think trade is like the industry term. So like something you'd see at Barnes and Noble. Oh, trade means something else to me. I'm like, don't trade your work. Uh No, definitely trade my work for money. But uh, I think it's, they have different terms for different things. There's like the mass market and then there's trade books, which is like what you think of when you think of the picture books, like in your library or in the bookstore. So then like a book with words only is mass. I, Scott's saying mass versus trade. Is that a mass book? Like a book um, that's too many pictures, but you know <laughs> what I mean? No, oh, I think a mass book. book would be like a, uh, like Mickey Mouse's first day of school. Oh, or like something that you'd see at Target versus something you'd see at Barnes and Noble. Okay. So slightly different, but mass market definitely wants you to emulate an already existing style and trade values uh, like the independent artistic point of view a little Uh bit more, which I think is where my strong suit would be trying to emulate an already existing style. Great job with both of you, you and Scott, pulling it together. <laughs> Commercial places Thanks, like Target. <laughs> All right. So I want to make sure you guys know how to find Taylor. You can find her at www.studio, just normal, long, L-O-O-O-N-G.com. 
And then on Instagram at Studio Long, Long has three O's. Dribble has three B's, people. She can have three O's. Um, and then Twitter at Studio Long, again, three, three O's. And then on LinkedIn, it's T-E-A-C-K-E-R-M-A-N. Mm-hmm. your middle name start with the E? It does. What is it? Do you want to tell it? Elise. Elise. My mo- mom's name is Elaine. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking. Very of, close. I don't go by my first name either. I don't know why they named me that. <laughs> I'm C, Diane Gibbs. I think I've said what it was. Yeah, I didn't know that though. I thought oh. your first name was Diane. Well, let's keep it that way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't ask. <laughs> oh, it's Constance, but let's not tell anybody, okay? I'll call you Diane. Yes, I heard don't, it. Connie. You know, it was. Anyway, I, nobody ever called me that, ever. Never. All right. So you guys can follow her. So do you, do you post much on LinkedIn? Um, I've been trying to post more on LinkedIn, like trying to build connections because it's also a very good way to find publishers information and LinkedIn won't show you people who like you're not connected with in some degree. So the more people you connect with on there, the more people it shows you and trying to find email addresses of publishers to send your stuff to LinkedIn's very useful. So I've been trying to get on there and be a little bit more active. That's great. What a great yeah. last tip there for you. So we've <laughs> got at least yeah. three more three more questions to go, but we'll, we can we can do it in a part two. But I just wanted to thank you so much, Taylor. And thank you for being just such a great supporter of the show and being here and always asking good questions and um, and just having such an incredible sketchbook. Oh, thanks. Yeah, what you do is so great. And the community here is so great. So I love showing up for the live shows and Glad I got pulled out of chat for a week to be on the big screen. <laughs> That's right. I am too. You really are incredible. And it does give me, do you, do you think you always drew like that though? Like shading and stuff and the awesome shapes? I mean, like, I think you could just like scroll back on my Instagram far enough and see some like not so good stuff. You okay. can like see the progression. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to scroll back. I did go back and delete like the random photos, like food photos, but like I kept some of like the older art because I think it is important for like somebody who's like, I'll never be that good to scroll back like a couple years on Instagram and be like, wow, she couldn't draw a circle. (laughs) I think it is, you know, it really does give you hope. It gives me hope that you have gone so far so quickly, to be honest. You know, and it wasn't like that was what you were doing in school and you were really an illustrator. I think you mm-hmm. were probably more of a traditional designer in school. And you would just illustrate at, t- in, at you know, when you, when you had to or when you could or mm-hmm. something. But, you know, some people solved everything with illustration. Like I can only imagine Rob McCur- McClurkin. I don't know why <laughs> I can't say your last name, Rob. I know how to say it. I'm just going to say Rob. Rob has <laughs> everything with illustration. You know, that's what I imagine. Although he is a designer too and he designs stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, it's like my, my <laughs> Scott McWorkin. That's right. That's what I should call him. But I, but I think that you've given us a lot of tips today of things just to get us started. Um, we can all take the challenge for Inktober. You can do the svslearn.com um, for 30 days for free right now. And the forums are always free. So oh. even if you don't or do the 30 day trial, definitely. But if you don't do the 30 day trial or don't want to pay, 
get on the forums. There's so many helpful people on there. I'm on there. You can say hi to me. So I'll look at your work. One more question about SVS Learn. So if, if uh, say, I, so Alan does tons of patterns. He loves patterns and doing pattern design. So does Naomi, but she had a kid. So I don't know if she's in here. I don't think she's here today. But, um, you know, if they're wanting to do that kind, it's still illustration. It's illustration focused. Is that, it's, they don't have that because it's more story? Um, they have a few classes on, like, taking your work and getting it put on, like, uh, products and... I don't know if they have a pattern class or not, but I think they are much more specific to people who want to tell stories with their art. Okay. So children's publishing or comics. And Rob McQuirkin says SVS Learn is very good. It it is. The classes are very high caliber. Yeah. Well, I just, I just wondered and Alan was like, yeah, so I, and it's like $16 a month. Mm -hmm. um, I think, or that's what Taylor said. And you know, she's the student of the month. So <laughs> I am really so naturally. Excited. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're their representative this month, which I think is really cool. It's really, really neat that you get all this stuff. You know, it seems sort of like a wave probably, but you just got to keep riding it, you know, and you mm-hmm. just got to keep, go, keep swimming out to get the next wave. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it can get very, um, when you aren't hitting or you don't have a client or you, you know, it's like just to keep going, what's been a motivator for you to keep you going? I think definitely the prompts and like having people holding me accountable, Mm -hmm. uh, and then like setting goals for myself. I, uh, like two years ago when I said I was going to draw every day and start keeping a sketchbook, I started being more intentional about my goal keeping as well. Um, and I like, haven't even hit most of them, but it does definitely help you make progress. So like one of my goals for this year is I wanted to do like an art fair or like an art booth of some kind. And I'm definitely not going to do that. Like, uh, people are already booking events for November and December and it was on my goals list, but like just having like things in mind that you want to do definitely helps you keep moving in a direction that helps you get towards your like bigger goals of like for me being an illustrator so maybe I didn't get the booth but I've also gone to a bunch of conferences and like sending out a postcard my first postcard was on my list so I hit that one and you got a free because she was the volunteer of the year I was (laughs) she totally rocked it and she got a free ticket and a book I did I got a book as well she got to pick she was the first book picker it was it was great yeah. yeah, I'm so happy, and I'll be back next year, and it'll be. And awesome. you're gonna help me volunteer. Definitely, I might not have the sketchy van this year, but I'll help you volunteer. <laughs> Can't get my volunteer of the year not coming back. So, uh, Taylor, thank you so much. This is episode three fourteen. You can catch any of these show notes. So we're gonna get all the show notes in. Um, and it'll be rechargingyou.com slash 314. I'll see you guys next week. Next week is Kyle Courtright, and he's been on before, and we started talking about, um, uh, we were really talking about logos and stuff, and then we got off on SEO. So really, the next two weeks, we're going to dive into, we're going to talk to him a little bit about some designer tricks for SEO, and then the next week, I am revealing I, my friend Brian Harper did an audit. He's an SEO guy. I don't know what else you call this. <laughs> and I asked him, he's like, we just call it SEO. 
consult. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so he did an audit of my site, my little bird site. And so I have to fix that little bird site in a week <laughs> or really two weeks. I have two weekends. Whew, maybe I can get it done. Anyway, I am revealing that. So you guys get ready to watch. Cause I think, you know, I've messed up a lot. And so maybe you can learn from some of my mistakes. That's how we're family, I think. You know? <laughs> and so these little bitty tweaks that hopefully will help us all to get maybe more. Um, I, I mean, do you use on your site? Are you using all the alt tags in the descriptions, Taylor? Uh, I use Webflow and some of that stuff is built in. So I take advantage of as much as I can, but I, I'll definitely be listening in to pick some stuff up. Anyway, it's going to be good. So next week's going to be Kyle. We're going to talk a little bit about his side project logo wave and then how he juggles that with a full time, just like we've done kind of with Taylor. And then, um, and we'll talk a little bit about SEO and he really focuses on mom and pop shops, um, and doing branding, for them. I don't know why I keep standing away from the mic. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then the next week is Brian Harper, where I do the reveal of how I suck at um, doing the SEO. But that's why you should hire a professional like Brian, because, you know, it's like $750 a month. Did I mean, the, so he was like, you know, you really, if somebody knows what they're doing, that's what it costs. And that's like a good rate, six fifty seven. I was like, man, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But this is for organic SEO and he knows what he's doing. He's been doing it since 1999. Anyway, he's the week after. I know I'm really rushing ahead, but Taylor, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm yeah, so glad. I mean, you brought the crew and they have all stayed. So thank <laughs> you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me on and Any, looking through my work. <laughs> works awesome. I think probably people want to see the whole PDF. <laughs> well, we should uh, put a link to that. You can put a link to the the file. I think it's in my public Dropbox. So okay. Well, I'll put it on this my site, and then they can it'll be there, and they can download it if they want. Good deal. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, thanks so much for watching or listening. Um, please, I would love it if you give us a review or share this with your friends. One of the best ways to support the channel and the podcast is to leave a review on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe to the channel, the YouTube channel, or the SoundCloud channel and leave a comment on an episode and of course share it with your friends. You can also become a patron, support the channel and the podcast for even just a dollar a month. Each level of support has extra benefits and rewards that are delivered to patrons only. And you can do that at patreon.com slash Diane Gibbs. And my favorite way to build websites is with the Elementor plugin, making almost any theme invincible. WordPress theme. This plugin has changed the way that I've been able to design websites, as well as changed the speed at which I can get them done. You can use this affiliate link to purchase the plan that's right for you, which is down below. And it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital D, capital R, and then Elementor. And of course, Audible. Audible has changed my business and my life. I listen to more books than I physically read nowadays. I have the gold membership and I get a new credit each month for less than $15. That's less than the price of a book that I'm purchasing. I have been a member since 2010 and I love it. And I don't just listen to business books. I also listen, there's fiction in there as well. It's great for car trips. But I commute 30 minutes, so I think that it's great for that. With this link, you can receive a 30-day free trial and a credit for a free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash design recharge. 
And these are affiliate links, so I get a little piece of the pie. Make sure you watch or join or tune in live next week. And it's on Wednesday at 2.30 Eastern Time, 11.30 Pacific. Hey guys, if you enjoy this piece of content, you want to make sure you don't miss future episodes with amazing guests that have really profound philosophical things to say by your very generous host, Diane. Make sure you click that bell notification. Some, I don't know where it is. Click on that so that you don't miss a single episode. See you next week.